Cause I've been missing you, Brandon. Well, there's uh, weekend trap. There's no reason to miss me anymore because we are back finally. Episode 60, Wayne in with Travis Hartman. I am B Money, the producer. That over there is Weekend Trav. Sorry, folks. I had the big C. What's funny, Weekend Trav, as I was thinking about this, um, the last time we recorded an episode, I said, I'm not shaving for November. I don't care about men's health, blah, blah, blah. And what happens? Boom. China hits me with COVID. <laughs> Did we just get banned? Did we just get banned? Yeah, we're always banned, though. So okay. like, we're cool. Well, you know, we- so I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be back. I'm not full health yet, but I'm negative now. But I have all these symptoms. I'm sucking on 70 cough drops a day because I got this lingering cough. I have no cardio. I'm already out of breath talking. That sucks. <laughs> but I think I think what we need to really um, embrace right now is how phenomenal your beard is. Well, see, I went out and got COVID and all I got and brought back home was this beard. That's all I got. Everything I else. Mean, that thing's phenomenal, brother. Well, look, it's it's getting there and I'm just going to keep it kind of going and see what happens because you know what? We're, we I don't think we have an official Beardsman of the Week this week, but I'm going to take that crown no matter what because I this is Happily, deserved. I, I've told you that multiple times. I saw some of your Instagram posts on our way here with Travis Hartman page. And I was like, be money. You are going to be our beardsman of the week because it's not like we're just giving it to you. You earned that. Well, you earned that. I'm glad I did something right. You know what else I did right back? And this is going back way back in time now, but we had Yusik and we had Joshua. I called that fight. You gave me the props because I called it correctly. And the reason why is I just thought that was a dangerous fight for Anthony Joshua. And it didn't seem in my opinion that he was going in as fired up as he probably should have been when this was a very dangerous matchup. So that's why I was taking you sick in this fight. And I was right. Thankfully I was right. Um, and overall, I think we saw the limitation uh, limitations of Anthony Joshua. He would have gotten tore up by, by Tyson Fury. I think that what that fight proved to everybody, the Usyk versus Joshua fight is that the number one heavyweight in the world by far is Tyson Fury. And I think that fast forward past that Usyk Joshua fight, which by the way, probably cost uh, Tyson Fury about a hundred million dollars because mm. the rem because they are supposed to, the winner of Anthony Joshua versus Usyk was supposed to fight Tyson Fury, the winner of Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder. So now the Usyk upset Fury or upset Joshua, obviously we're not getting that fight. And I've just found out also that Usyk and Joshua, he re he exercised yep. his rematch cost. So they are going to rematch. Um, but I think where I messed up on that is I gave Eddie Hearn too much credit because yeah. I was thinking, Hey, Eddie Hearn, you're his promoter. You know, this is a massive fight. I don't think that was a smart decision to pick a guy like Usyk. I knew he was dangerous. And if you watched our podcast, I was like, wait until the last minute. And I was like, I gotta go with Joshua. And you boldly picked Usyk. So well done props. You are uh, definitely you're up. After that, you're up 1-0. I think it's 2-1 now. Listen, weekend Trav, a broken clock is right twice a day, as long as it doesn't have AMPM on it, but right twice a day. So I will take this victory, and we'll move forward because there's a lot coming up on the calendar that I know you wanted to get to. Uh, mm-hmm. This will probably be more of a shortened podcast just because by the time I'm done talking, I'm going to be out of breath, ladies and gentlemen. But we do appreciate you, t- you all tuning in and sticking with us. 
I know we can Travis posted a few videos on our YouTube channel, things like that. You obviously can catch our podcast episodes on Spotify and every other source that you find your audio podcast on. Um, you know, media partners, obviously, we haven't done this in a long time, and I'm a little rusty. Yeah. IF Enterprises, <laughs> thank you so much. Goldstream Financial, thank you so much. TH Boxing, thank you so much for your media support. So with that weekend, Trav, let's go ahead and do a quick recap uh, on the fight that you just mentioned, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, and then we'll get into a couple of the fights coming up in November. What a fight that was, B-Money. It has to be talked about briefly, but I will talk about it. That was the third fight that Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury were fighting. Arguably, Tyson Fury won all three. He should have oh, yeah. won the first. They called it a draw. The second, he left no doubt. TKO'd him in the seventh or the eighth round. And then going into this fight, holy moly, Tyson Fury drops Deontay Wilder in the third round. Deontay Wilder looked unsteady on his legs, too. It was really weird again. And then the fourth round comes along. Deontay Wilder drops Tyson Fury not once, but twice, which was the most he's ever been dropped in one round in his entire career. Right. So the fight got a little interesting. But as I'm watching that fight, though, when Tyson Fury went down twice, both times, it was like you could tell he wasn't like hurt. He kind of he did go down, though, for sure. But he never was like in trouble. When I watched that fight and he went down like. I was like, uh, he's okay. Like I could tell it just, immediately. It just looked unstable. He just looked unstable. His legs yeah. looked unstable when he got knocked down twice. So I, I agree with you. It didn't look like he was di- glazed over or in trouble. Though he'll admit he's like, I got, I got my bell rung, but I got yeah. back up. Yeah, it was. It was nothing like in the very first fight when Deontay Wilder no. knocked down Fury in the twelfth round. It was nothing like that where Fury like literally was dead for about he three did seconds. The, he did the whole Undertaker. From wrestling <laughs> prop back up did, on that fight. Did you see also before this fight, The Undertaker actually sent Tyson Fury a message and said, When you knock out Deontay Wilder, I need you to stand over him and say rest in peace yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that. His his finishing words. Yeah. But all fast forward. Um, I just really want to briefly talk about it because um Deontay Wilder ended up having a whole new team. And a whole new coach, Malik Scott, which is a former heavyweight contender, in his corner. And he fired um, his, his previous trainer, who Mark Breland, who, in my opinion, saved him in the second fight. This fight, I have massive respect for Deontay Wilder because that man was seriously injured, like, in the sixth, seventh round. Yep. And he fought to the 11th. He was bleeding out of his ear again. Well, what yeah. I want to say about it and that I don't like about it is this. He had no shot at winning about past the sixth or seventh round. And everybody says he's got power. He does have power, but he had nothing on any of his shots past the sixth or seventh round. He was taking a beating and I was cringing. I was, I wasn't even excited watching the last part of that fight because I was like, I don't want this to go on massive respect to Deontay Wilder because he's one tough mother effer. He showed a lot of heart in that fight towards those latter rounds and you could just tell. You could tell that he just wasn't there anymore. His hands were down. There was no defense whatsoever past that round six or seven, call it. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. Anything that he tried to throw with any sort of gas behind it, it just was It was just off. Everything was just off at that point. But for him to stick around as long as he did, that did definitely show grit, determination, heart. I, I wouldn't say that I all of a sudden gr- grasped a new level of respect for the guy, especially – because of the wordings and things right after the fight, when Tyson yeah. Fury went up to him to congratulate him on a good fight, and he tells him he doesn't respect him, uh, yeah. and that's Deontay Wilder saying that. 
that's that's unbelievable to me in that circumstance to do that. Uh, now he has yeah. since made a statement publicly yep. and it was a very clean and good statement. Who knows what handlers put that together for him, but yep. ultimately we're done with that thing. We're done with the trilogy. I don't even want to call it that weekend Trav, because Tyson Fury should won every one of those. Fights. All three, all three, he should have won all three. And that was, and that was one where we both made our predictions. That's why I say you're up two to one now, because you were up one Oh, are both of our predictions where Tyson Fury was going to yep. win. You called a knockout, but regardless, we both got it right. So you're up two to one right now in the overall tally of uh, predictions. So look at you, brother. You're oh leading boy. the way right now. So well, I don't think we're going. I don't think there's going to be a lot of dispute in these upcoming bouts here in November. You know, let's transition over to Canelo Alvarez taking on Caleb Plant. That's going to be November sixth, Showtime pay per view. Check your local listings and how to watch that. Coming to you from Las Vegas, MGM. Grand Garden Arena. It is pay-per-view. It is for the undisputed super middleweight titles, as well as we can have a brand new WBC. I don't know how to pronounce it. Teotihuacan belt? Something to do with Mexican holidays. I don't know. Look it up. It's out there, folks. Uh, Plant, Caleb Plant is the IBF champ, so this would be unifying all those belts at 168. We can Trav, what are you looking at with regard to this fight coming up in a couple weeks? Well, first of all, because we haven't been on here for a while, so fast forward a little bit. My wife, Irina's, our baby is due November 2nd, Boom. but I have a prediction that I think our baby is going to be born on November 6th when Canelo fights. Okay. I have are we a doing, prediction. Are, we, are you and I doing predictions on the baby? Or is this you know gonna... what? I think we should. Why not, B-Money? It's due November 2nd. What's did your you guys, did you guys find? Did you guys find out? The, the sex of the baby? Yeah. Nope. We're not finding out until it's born. Hmm. Oh, so you know what? We can do predictions there too. We have two predictions we can throw okay. out here. So, and you guys don't have a, a um, you're just going to go natural birth. There's no like um, a scheduled date or anything like that to induce. Nope. Well, as of right now, no, but they say after 41 weeks, you have to almost induce because the umbilical, the, um, the placenta and all of that is like okay. gone away. So here's that, what I'm yeah, going. So here, here's what I'm going. We'll call it no. His B money's predictions on the baby. Uh-oh. Okay. Hold on. I just hit something on my computer. There we go. B money. We're going election day, November 4th. Okay. Okay. Girl. Ooh, this is perfect. Then we're, we're definitely going to split here because weekend Trav is calling November 6th. And the reason why I'm calling November 6th is because of a current occurrence that has happened with me and Canelo accidentally didn't even know about is me and Canelo got married on the same day this year. Me and Irina got married May 15th. Canelo got married unexpectedly. Was it? I, nobody even knew about it until like we see wedding pictures. So he got married May 15th. We got married May 15th. Didn't even know it. Okay. And now that he's fighting November 6th, and I'm like, oh my gosh, my baby's doing November 2nd. I'm going to call November 6th okay. and I'm calling a boy. Okay. Okay. So we are opposite sides of the spectrum there. I, I feel comfortable about my date pick because that gives me every day before the fourth as well. And so that's a lot of days in the baby yeah. world. That's a lot of days to hold on. So we'll see. Yeah. You're, you're, you're lucky that that was a very smart decision by you. So that's, that's your, that's your business mind and your financial advisor mind well, weighing the risk and the reward. <clears throat> Well, listen, with the big C, I still have some brain fog on and off. So it's been a little <laughs> challenging. This disease, it, uh, Chinese are brilliant people. They're brilliant masterminds. I'll just say that. <clears throat> so 
let's continue weekend Drev. Um, oh, Caleb Plant, Canelo yeah. Alvarez. I think it's a phenomenal fight. I got instantly excited. I know when most people watch these um, press conferences and build up to these fights, they think that it's all staged when they get into it. I can promise you guys, as a pro boxer myself for 16 plus years, these things are not staged. They were some real anger and animosity between Canelo and Caleb Plant. And Caleb Plant's, or Canelo pushes Caleb Plant. Caleb Plant swings like it was a very, very cheap kind of shot as he swung, though. And Canelo, as fast as this guy is, he dips out of the way, comes back, swings, hits Caleb Plant, knocks his glasses, and cuts him under yep. his eye Yep. in the pre-fight press conference. Yep. The buildup. Listen, that and I've seen the photos. The thing is healing up, but I think that's going to play a part. I mean, that's going to be a very weak area of his face. Uh, honestly, yeah. we, we can Trav. How many rounds does this thing go? Uh, I think we're both going Canelo, but how many rounds does this thing go? I am going Canelo, but I think Canelo's going to fight, obviously, with a little more aggression here because they did get into it, and I've never seen Canelo this mad. He was yeah. very mad, and I yeah. honestly – to clear things up a little bit, though, I think it was a misunderstanding. I know that it was. It was a language barrier sure. because Canelo came out and said that Caleb Plant called his mother a name, right? Yep. Well, all Caleb Plant did was he called him a mother effer. Mother yep. effer. Fill in the blank there. A swear mother, word. Mother trucker, but use the F instead of yes. the Yes, yep. exactly. And Canelo took that as his calling his mom a name because Caleb Plant came in afterwards. He was like, listen. He's like, I got respect for people. I would never call somebody's mother anything. He's like, I called him a mother effort. He goes, I've heard him use that word. But actually, I don't think I have. I've heard Canelo use the word um, trucker with an F. I've heard him say that. I don't know if I've heard him say the mother in front of it. But regardless, there's a lot of animosity there. So be money. I, I'm not saying this is Usyk Joshua because Usyk was very talented, but Caleb Plant's very talented. This guy's a very slick boxer. He's fighting for a lot. He had a son die at like, I think a year old or somewhere around that range. Promised his kid that he'd, he'd win a world title. Ends up winning a world title. He's a world champion now. Sure. So this guy's fighting like a, for a different level and a different level of respect. So I think he's going to fight his butt off. But Canelo is on another level. Yeah. Period. So I do think Canelo is winning. I'm not ready to go out on a limb yet and say he's going to knock him out. I think he wins for sure. I'm not there yet and, and having like a round prediction. I still got a couple weeks for that. So right now I am 100% going with Canelo as winning. I just don't know how yet. Yeah. So I, I'm trying to remember who was uh, his uh, Canelo's previous fight. Cause he's fought so many times this year, Billy Joe Saunders. That's right. And we thought that was going to be an interesting contest and it yeah. was to a degree, but Canelo still just outclassed the guy and, yeah. and made him look silly at a certain point in the ring. I think this is going to be a very similar situation because you say Canelo Alvarez is, you know, coming in, he's a little bit more angry than we've seen before. He's a little more heated. So is Caleb Plant. I mean, yep. so there's definitely, if, if there's any of the two guys that there's going to be room for error by coming in with not, with your head not being on right, it's Caleb Plant. Canelo Alvarez is just too good. And, and so, yep. I mean, you know, throw some money at Caleb Plant, I guess, if you want to just, uh, just a random, maybe, but this yeah. fight's going to go Canelo Alvarez easily, in my opinion. I don't know what round, but I think he does eventually knock him out. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Our uh, uh, stats have to do with your baby, not with this fight. 
So, yep. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Caleb Plan. No disrespect, but it's no, big, no disrespect. You're just going to walk. Big. You're just going to walk out. Probably a reopened cut on your face and without the IBF championship belt anymore. And with about 10 plus million dollars. So it's a win win, brother. You're not it's a good parting gift, man. Hey, I tell you what, the beard was my only parting gift from the freaking COVID. You're going to get 10 to 15 million bucks. That's not a bad deal. It's not a bad trade off, if you want to be honest. Well, we'll probably talk a little more uh, specifically about that fight, maybe leading into it, uh, you know, the week uh, prior, which is, I guess, next week. Maybe we'll give a little more detail. But we can, Trav, let's move on to your boy, Terrence. Bud Crawford taking on Sean Porter November 20th, my sister's birthday. I don't know if you watch this, Carrie, but if you do, that's, uh, you know, on your birthday, we're giving you props here. Uh, ESPN Plus pay-per-view, check your local listings on how to check, take a look at that. Coming to you from also from Las Vegas, Mandalay Bay. This is for the WBO welterweight title week in Trav. It's been a bit since we've seen Terrence Crawford in the ring. It's been a minute because, as everybody knows, if they watch our show, which you guys better, and you better subscribe now. But anyways, if you watch our show, you know that Terrence Crawford used to be Weekend Trav's number one pound for pound because of his inactivity and because of the phenomenal um, activity of Canelo Alvarez. Canelo Alvarez is now my number one pound for pound. So I do think, though, Sean Porter is a massive step up. Mm. It is a massive fight. It's a fight that honestly I think is it's not really a good it's not a good matchup for Terrence Crawford because. Anybody that ever fights Porter, they never beat him and make it look good. It's an ugly fight. It's usually not really a fan-friendly fight. So, But if Terrence Crawford can knock out Sean Porter, which nobody's been able to do, Errol Spence put him down and hurt him pretty good, but Porter's such a bulldog. such This guy's got so much guts that he doesn't ever quit. But if a guy like Terrence Crawford can knock him out, who? That would cement Terrence Crawford back into the discussion with Canelo Alvarez, depending on what Canelo does against Caleb sure, Plant as well, sure, obviously. So that could be, honestly, if Canelo struggles with Caleb Plant and something weird happens there and Terrence Crawford knocks out Porter, I would 100% leapfrog and put Terrence Crawford back in the top top. Yep, um, I could see that uh, if, and that's a wild if, Caleb Plant Big does one. something with Kendall Alvarez, which just isn't going to happen in, my, in our opinions. Yeah. Um, the stars have of, to align. Speaking of just a kind of just a dangerous fight, right? It's it's one of these where it's like, wow, we haven't seen Crawford in action in forever. Um, Porter's a pit bull. This, I don't know. It's just too, the, the the styles are so they're just a bit different, and so this yep. is kind of a dangerous fight. Sean Porter goes in with nothing to lose here, right? He has only anything to gain. Um, so that, that's why anytime we, we see one of these fights put together, it's like, wow, the champ really needs to bring it. They really need to bring it. And if he can knock out Porter, which, like you mentioned, hasn't really been done uh, wow, ever, ever. So that, that could be very interesting. November is setting up to be a pretty good uh, outing here on these two bigger events. Um nope which I know we're going to give a little bit more love to this fight because I know he's your boy. I know you've been in the ring with him professionally, so that's why we like to give a little love to Terrence Bud Crawford. Hey, but I got a lot of respect for him, but so does the rest of the world. The rest of the world realizes what this guy's made of, and I experienced it, unfortunately, firsthand. I experienced how good he is. But, yeah, I've been in the ring with that guy, and that's why I think 2008 or 2009, I said it then. I go, this guy's going to be a superstar. This guy's got superstar ability to to do some damage do some yep. good so 
That's why. And, and look at it. And everybody, I don't think the only thing his biggest knock was inactivity. And he hasn't had a dance partner who is to the level of the guys like Canelo's fighting. So yep. um, I think Sean Porter is a step in the right direction. Yep. And maybe after Porter, if he can beat Porter, then maybe we get an Errol Spence fight. Yeah, let's hope so. Um, that's kind of the fight that we've been talking about really for yep. what, 10 months? It, it feels Gosh, like. For- for maybe longer, maybe about a year. We've been talking about that. Yep. I think a year ago, we were talking about Errol Spence's comeback fight, which was probably around this time of year last year and how that would set up very nicely. Uh, for it was October. Crawford. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see what happens um, with regard to Crawford Porter, November 20th. We'll talk more about that as we get into uh, November. I did want to mention here, cause I don't think this is getting a ton of love uh, as, but I think it could be a good fight. Um, and we don't need to talk about it too much, but this weekend we got Jamel Herring and Sh- Shakir Stevenson and that's on the 23rd, right? ESPN plus that's a WBO junior lightweight title. I mean, that could be a good, that could be a pretty good fight. It really could. Um, and it's gonna, it's gonna get a little bit of love too, because Jamel Herring is a former Marine. So yep. he has a lot of backing of like the military and things like that. And Shakir Stevenson is supposed to be like the next coming. And he's, he's in that division to where we have guys like Javante Tank Davis. We have Tia Fama Lopez. We have Lomachenko. That whole division is, they're all right around that division. So this fight is a big fight for Shakir Stevenson because he's undefeated. He's supposed to beat Herring, even though Herring is a champion. Herring is a world champion. So yep. the fact that we're talking about Shakir Stevenson overhearing and Herring's a champion. Jamal Herring is that is a world champion. Like the guy's a lefty, can fight really good, has some really good skill. I don't think he's as skilled as Shakir Stevenson, but I think that fight, it does have the makings to be a very good fight. And it's on ESPN Plus. It's $4.99 a month, guys. If you can afford that, go watch it because that's a that is more than worth more than worth the price uh, for a fight like that. I think so too. So that'll be an interesting one this weekend. So check that out, ESPN Plus. On the 23rd, I know we didn't talk about that pre-production. I just threw you a little curveball weekend, Trav. I like it, and you know I knew what was going on still. Ah, there we go. So um, let's let's kind of start wrapping the episode up. I know we've been going kind of breezing through this pretty quickly, but I want to get your take um, on Ryan Garcia. I know he has a hand injury, went under, under the knife today, I believe. Yep. Uh, thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, this is very unfortunate for this kid because, as you know, and anybody that follows us, we were out there for his last fight. We were in Dallas, Texas, January 2nd, 2021 in Dallas, Texas, when he fought Luke Campbell and fought the best of his career, probably yeah. for sure, because he went down. There was some adversity for the first time in his career. He was put on his butt in like, what was the second or third round? It was early. And he yeah. comes back and he stops Luke Campbell, who nobody's ever stopped, stopped Luke Campbell. Luke Campbell fought Tia Fama Lopez, or uh, fought uh, um, Lomachenko and wasn't stopped. So the fact that Ryan Garcia stopped him, it sucks because this kid had a lot of steam, a lot of popularity, a lot of momentum, and now it just kind of went. Who was he set up? He, he had a fight set up. Who was he supposed to fight? I actually forget. It wasn't. Uh, oh, I think it was a uh, JoJo Diaz. I believe. Yeah. Yes. That. Yes. I believe. So that and that would have been a good fight. That would have been another good showcase type of fight. He should have won, um, but. It just, it's unfortunate because Ryan Garcia has kind of had a little bit of like a, he's having like a midlife crisis almost at the and early age of yeah. early twenties. Cause he stepped away he from, he stepped away from mental reasons and anxiety. And that's cool. We understand that completely. Um, but just one setback after another. And you start to wonder, I mean, it's going to get close to a year by the time his hand heals and he's probably cleared to go train. 
you're a year out from your last fight. At yep. some point, and I don't know this because this is your, your world a little bit more, when do mandatories start to kick in after a year? I'm just kind of curious how that works. Well, he's lucky because he's not a world champion yet. He's got a, he he mm. won like a, a version of the title and it was like right. a number it's like a top five ranking so right. he's kind of in the clear for that but he's not because if you don't fight for a certain amount of time as well you lose your ranking too yeah. but he's Ryan Garcia he's a very popular figure um, they're not going to drop him out of the rankings because of his inactivity because one he does have two good reasons because nowadays they're considering mental health um, just as serious of an issue as a physical injury so he had a mental health break and then he tried to come back has a physical injury and went under surgery. Like you said, I think it was on his hand or wrist or something um, today. Actually, he went into surgery. Yeah. So he's not going to, I promise you, he won't come back until 2022. Easily. And I think he knows that. So I mean, it's going to be over a year. And then who knows, he might have anxiety and mental health issues over his hand. I, I, who knows that division though, it, it's stacking up, but it's still, it's to me, it's like, a lot of talk and no action, right? We saw a little, little, um, you know, talking between Haney and, and Tiafimo Lopez over the weekend. Oh, yeah. But ultimately, is it going to amount to anything? Is there going to be something that transpires between those bigger names? Or are we going to be stuck with possibly Lope, uh, Lopez and Cambosis? And when is that going to happen? And who's going to be, you know, promoting that? It's, I'm kind of getting tired of that division weekend trap. I know in January of 2020, that division was so hot because Tiafoe Lopez was fighting Lomachenko. Ryan Garcia was out there. Devin Haney was out there. Um, Tank Davis was out there. We were all talking about they're all going to fight. It's all going to happen. But to be fair, the only thing that messed all that up, and it's something <clears throat> me and you both predicted, was Triller is a shit show. Oh, yeah. We knew that wasn't going to last. And unfortunately, for a guy like Tiafoe Lopez, Triller bought his fight. If anybody knows anything about the business of boxing, you can buy fights by a purse bid. Triller bought his fight with Cambosis. And now, poor, 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 poor Tiafoma Lopez wins the biggest fight of his career. And to no fault of his own, he still hasn't been back in the ring because Triller keeps extending the date. And now, Tiafoma Lopez is in a lawsuit with Triller. And I guess Eddie Hearn now has picked up that fight for the zone yeah. and they're going to have it, but I don't think they have a date yet still. What a mess. And, and I know there's some, some inactivity with that fight because uh, Lopez at one point did also have the big C. COVID. So that kind of threw That's it off right. as well. Yep. You know, Triller is just a hot mess, like you mentioned, and hopefully we don't have to deal with them anymore. I think that should be it with regard to them. So uh weekend yep. Trav, um, this is going to be one of our shorter episodes, as I mentioned before, but I wanted to at least open the floor, give you any sort of final thoughts um, and uh, see what you have to say to the general public here. Yeah, first off, I want to let everybody know and congratulate my wife who got inducted into the Georgia Tech Hall of Fame. Um, a couple of weeks ago, she was also eight months pregnant as she's giving her speech, which is pretty cool. We got a hall of fame baby now, um, cool. but I want to give her a massive congratulations because <laughs> she is, she's now eight and a half months pregnant. We're two weeks away from the due date. Um, so I want to congratulate her because that's a, that's a pretty big honor. That's an honor that uh, not a lot of people get. And I don't think she's so humble, but also I don't think she realizes I'm like, Irina, I've been boxing my whole life, amateur pro. I'm probably not going to get inducted into any kind of a hall of fame. You're, you're in a hall of fame. You're inducted in my hall of fame weekend trap. You know what? At the end of the day, long as I got B money's hall of fame, I'm a happy man. Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> so I appreciate that B money. Um, otherwise I've missed doing the podcast with you, man. I, I I've had to 
go off. And finally, I finally got a quick shots interview with Chris Billum Smith, which was which great. Was probably that was a couple months late. Props to you. That was a very good interview. If you guys have not watched that video, please do. Uh, you get a little insight into uh, an up and coming uh, cruiserweight uh, fighter that maybe you've seen on the zone. Maybe not. He holds a few different European titles out there and he's coming up. So we want to pay attention to that kid and that camp as those are all good guys out there overseas. Um, so we can travel. I'm happy to be back. Uh, I know we're not in person. I mentioned that it's just for me still like the energy load is like up and down and it's been kind of a long day anyway. So I'm glad we can at least do this, put something out there, make sure we have a good episode and continue forward back to every week because I've missed doing it and it's been just a hectic few weeks. So I'm happy to be on the rebound, on the mend, happy to see your beautiful blue eyes and your silly shirt, uh, Weekend Trav. So, I, I'm not losing that. Um, so with that, I don't really have a lot else to add other than what we've already done. So what I want to do is just go ahead and remind it. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, my fault so, missing you. You know, it's. All I was going to do is try to get more subscribers for us. We can try. All I was going to say is, you know, go below, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. If you like this episode, if you didn't like it, well, do whatever, because all activity helps comment below. What are some things you guys are looking at with regard to these fights coming up in November and maybe even the fight this weekend with Herring and and Stevenson? That should be an interesting bout. Um, We can Trav. uh, It's always a pleasure. And thank you to our media partners, IF Enterprises, Goldstream Financial, and TH Boxing. We always appreciate the media support. So I guess I with that. Thank, I want to thank Michael Bolton as well for giving me such a good song, Missing You, yeah. as well. We, we got to give some love to Michael Bolton. Yeah, Michael, <laughs> Michael Bolton. He's, uh, you know what, the kids that watch at home, you don't understand music. You got to go back in time and listen to that smooth jazz sound of Michael Bolton. Get and you some long Michael hair. Bolton. He doesn't have long hair anymore, but th- that was beautiful music back when we were growing up. Amen. God bless. Hallelujah. All right. So with that, I think I got a point this way. That over there is Weekend Trap. I think B Money is going to put a bow on it. And that there is B Money. Oh, there's my mic. All right. Well, <laughs> It's always a pleasure. Episode 60 in the books. We'll see you all next week. God bless. Peace. Easy work.